Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host, Dave, and today is Friday. I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, I did about four days of work today, or th- this week, and um, I have only been working about three days a week uh, recently, uh, but I think it's time, you know, this week I, I just decided it's time to get back out and, and kind of hustle a little bit more, and so I did four days this week. Um, we only are open four days a week, or at least we only service pools four days a week. I could I could work more than that, obviously, but I just we recently moved to four tens, um, and I got to say it's definitely uh, worth considering. If you're on the fence of if you want to do it or not, I would consider it. It has been a uh, a pretty good. Um, it, it, it's been a good way to save money on inefficiency. So, you know, every day the guys take lunch, but you know, we, I have a gentleman's agreement. I I'm in a state where they force people to take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of unpaid lunch. Um, I have to give 10 minute breaks and I'm by no means am against any of that. Uh, if, if my guys want to take a lunch, I, I tell them that all the time, take the lunch. If you need a break, take a break. It's not just there. Uh, you know, it, it's not just because it's, you know, legally there to protect them. It's also because, Hey, if you, this is a physical job. If you need to take a break, just take a break. I'm okay with it. Um, my philosophy for myself is I just want to get through, uh, my days and just hustle through it. I don't want to take a break until the job's done. That's just the way that I'm wired. Um, but by no means do I want to impose that on uh, my my guys. By by no means, uh, right? And so I, but I also give them that option. So I I tell them that that's how I work. Um, the state requires them to take a lunch, but I have told them if if they just want to sit in their truck and just eat really quick, and then just get back to it and and not necessarily clock out. That and and maybe this is uh, on me. Um, maybe this is uh, me being too generous, but I, I just feel like if you want to take 10 minutes and eat and scarf down a sandwich and then and get back after it, but you don't want to waste a whole, you know, you don't want to be forced to wait and sit there for 20 more minutes while you're just waiting to go back to work, not being paid. I've just told them that I'll just pay for that 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes of you just scarfing down your food and just go. So you don't have to clock out and you can just keep moving faster. Um, but that's still going to be 10 to 20 minutes. I would say on average of just wasted time. Um, but I just, I give them that option. Um, it's a, like I said, it's a gentleman's agreement. If you know, basically don't report me for saying that you're not taking lunch, but, uh, and, and again, I've told them multiple times. I, I think I tell anybody who starts with me will tell you, I, I say this at least 15 times that you do not skip lunch. If you think it's going to impress me, it is not going to impress me. Take the lunch. If you need the lunch, I just work this way. So don't, don't, uh, don't assume that you need to do things the way I do it. But lo and behold, um, one of my guys does take a real lunch, but one of my guy, it, it, not every day, but um, one of my guys almost never takes a proper lunch. And the, the agreement is just basically don't come after me for, for missed lunch times if you're choosing as a you know full grown man to not take one, right? Um, and so that's how we operate. But that means for me, I have wasted time there. 
I have wasted time in the morning while we're getting our truck set up. We're chatting in the morning. We're getting ready for the day. We're going over. We're, it's not all wasted, but it's not money-making, right? It's not my guys going and delivering the service that we offer, um, that our customers are paying for. And then there's also the breakdown time at night, you know, uh, driving back to the, to the shop. It you know, can take anywhere from five minutes to 25 minutes, just depending on where we are. Uh, maybe not 25 minutes. It's more like 10 minutes, but, you know, uh, it can, or 20 minutes, excuse me, um, you know, that's a lot of wasted time. And so cutting that out for two people, um, one day of the, out of the week, you know, I'm saving a good hour to two hours in labor costs every single week. So, um, that's pretty good from an efficiency standpoint. Also the trucks take less gas, um, because there's again, that drive time to and from the shop is removed. So less in gas, it just, it's, it's good for saving money. And then frankly, for me, the biggest reason is I, and I've always felt this way. I don't think two days in the weekend is enough. Um, you know, I like three day weekends because you have the first day to just sort of be like, ah, finally, and you know, maybe do some of your chores. Uh, and then you have the second day and, you know, classic weekend, and then you have the next day and then you, you're, it's a work night. So you have to like, you can't stay up. You can't have fun. You, it's kind of looming over you versus when you have three days, you get that first day to do whatever you need. That second day to just relax, nap. And then that next day is your, is your work night day where you can just kind of like putz around, but you have to get to work the next day. So you can, you know, have fun at night and stuff. So I just like three day weeks uh, or three day weekends. It's not right for everybody. Sure. But it's definitely the way that I like to operate. And, um, that's the main reason I did it. But I will say that the savings, um, is, is, is noticeable. It's not crazy. It's not like you're gonna, I mean, if I was a bigger team, I think it would be a much bigger deal. Um, you know, if I had like 15 trucks, you know, that's, that's a big savings. Um, so maybe just think about it. If you're, if you're on the fence, if you're listening to this and you run a a pool service company or a company, uh, uh, where, where you have that kind of wasted downtime, um, because it's definitely been really great for me so far. Um, I kind of forgot why I started talking about that, but I am going to go back to the original point of, um, what I want to get to today. So, you know, I am, I am gunning for one thing, and that is to build a million-dollar company off of uh, pool service. Um, now, I, I think after that, I want to build it bigger. I think I'll want to expand, maybe explore other opportunities. But uh, until I get to a million-dollar-a-year um, company, it's it. I don't really have any desire to try to find some new vertical or to try to... Um, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to do anything but grow this thing until it's a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, with, you know, let's just say ballpark 20% profit margin take home pay for me. Uh, and, and so 200,000 is, is the salary that I'm after. Um, that's the first marker for, Hey, this is definitely worth it. Um, and and it's going to be a long time to get there. You know, this year, uh, let me back up. So I want to talk about kind of goal setting and, and sort of the conclusion that I've, I've made at the end of this year after setting some pretty wild goals in the beginning of the year and, and getting to the end of the year where we are nowhere near those wild goals. Uh, we've definitely made progress this year. We've definitely improved substantially this year. I've learned, I'm, I would say 10 times the business owner that I was, uh, when I started this year. Uh, but you know, we, we did not hit 
the, I think in the beginning of the year, I was saying, I want to get to 800,000 in revenue. We didn't even come close. I think we're going to hit maybe 350, um, if we're lucky, which is great. I mean, that's better than last year. You know, last year, I think we got 275, somewhere around there, 285. So it's, it's an improvement from last year for sure. We've definitely grown. Uh, but I just, I learned a lot of really harsh, hard lessons, uh, this year, um, that, that I think will allow me to get further next year, but that's that's exactly kind of where I want to I, I, I want to target this episode. Where, where, what I want to target talking about this episode, I should say. Um, in the beginning of this year, I set a goal of eight hundred thousand uh, in revenue, and I, you know, and then after that, it was going to be you know twenty twenty three. We would get to a million by the middle of the year if we could get that. And if we could, you know, it was great on paper. If I, if I had accomplished it, that would have been awesome. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know all these lessons that I needed to learn. Um, but, and you've heard people say this before. It's super probably overused and corny at this point, but you know, it's all about the journey and not the destination. Um, that as much as I thought that I understood that I feel like I really understand that at a, at a new level now, um, now that I've gone through this year. So the destination is a million dollars a year. That is my destination, my hopeful destination, right? Um, and I was trying to get to that by the middle of this upcoming year. I was trying to get close to it by the end of this year. And I was racing like a madman and I skipped steps. I skipped corners basically, you know, I took the easy way out of some things just to get a little bit further. Um, I bought more accounts in a, in, I I bought more routes than I think I should have. Right. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't do the things that I needed to do. Um, this year. So like, for example, I was letting people pay two, three, even four months late, right? I was letting, uh, uh, you know, so that, that's a huge mistake. Don't, don't do that. You got to drop people who don't pay because you know, you make good on your end of the bargain. If they're not willing to make good on their end of the bargain, they're not your customers, they're leeches. Um, you know, I, I really, uh, course corrected on, um, allowing people to talk to myself or anybody who works for my company. Um, just with, with, with uh, you know, a ton of disrespect. Like the, the, I don't allow that anymore. I drop people for, for crossing certain lines. Right. Um, you know, uh, unrealistic expectations thinking that, you know, just because you're paying us $150 a month, that means that, uh, we should be coming out there. Um, if a gust of wind happens and blows leaves into your pool, right. Um, getting rid of that kind of behavior, correcting that, those behaviors from our customers who don't, you know, basically educating them on the value of what we offer and then allowing them to either, um, stay or leave really based off of how, if they agree with the the value that we offer. Right. And most people have stayed. Uh, but you know, we definitely had to get rid of a lot of really just nasty customers for multiple different reasons. Um, I also had to let go of a lot of my team members. I, I gave too much trust implicitly, uh, in the beginning of the year to, uh, guys who were just not doing a good job. And I thought that they were, but then I wasn't doing the work to check. And so checking work it has become a big, uh, uh, a big goal. I'm still not good at that. And I'm, it's something that I'm working on it. Like today I'm going to be doing uh, spot checks. 
and I'm going to be trying my best to get at least two to three per technician every single day. And then also to do pools with my technicians to ensure that I'm checking up and and instilling the sort of quality uh, expectations that, you know, that, that I have for them. Right. So that's another lesson, like running my team. I just, I, I was too easygoing. I was too laissez-faire. I was too like, well, I just need the employees. And, and I think a lot of that came from, you know, the first two years of being in business, it was so incredibly hard to find employees because it was the peak of the pandemic. And, you know, the whole anti-work movement was in full force. It was in full swing. And, uh, you know, people could get a job paying 18 to $20 an hour at a fast food restaurant. And if the, the manager sneezed the wrong way, they could get another job at the next, you know, right next door uh, for the same pay or more in less than 24 hours. Because every employer, every small business was desperate for, for help, including me. I would spend thousands of dollars on job posting ads and advertising. And I would get eight applicants a month. And most of them were clearly drug addicts or, you know, not good. Like not, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't fit. They just weren't, they weren't capable of this kind of job. You would talk to them on the phone and immediately it would be like, yeah, I can't have you going into people's backyards with our, with our company name. And that might sound harsh, but it's, you know, some people carry themselves a certain way. And I mean, I can't choose that, but I, but I'm not going to ignore, uh, the reality of what my customers will think if I were to hire somebody, you know, with face tattoos and, you know, clear drug problems and clearly not sober on the phone with me, you know, I'm not going to hire you if I can easily hear over the phone that you're on drugs right now, or people who would miss the, the, you know, interviews. And, and even if I were, when I did find people, people just don't show up. You offer them a job. They say, great. They fill out all the paperwork and then they just don't show up and you never hear from them again. You know, like it, that was the, that was the labor market that I, uh, became, or that I came into, uh, as a business owner, first time business owner, uh, of a business that I actually needed to hire people. Right. And so that, that was my experience. And so I had this sort of almighty employee mentality where I just needed to bow down and suck it up because this is just the market. The, you know, the market dictates how, what I can and can't do. Market dictates what I can and can't get. And at, you know, for the first two years of me being in business, although I was paying more than any of my competitors, I still uh, had to bow down to the almighty employee. And, you know, from that experience, I, I picked up a ton of bad habits of just letting employees get away with anything and everything, um, and not being kind of a hard ass at all. And, you know, and so I had to kind of course correct and learn how to, uh, not allow my employees to hold me hostage really. Um, and, and it, I would not say that my guys were doing this intentionally. I was doing this to myself. Um, but you know, I was definitely being held hostage. Um, you know, I had to lay some people off for unfortunate situations. Actually, I had to lay one guy off who was really good. Um, and was very coachable. It's just, it really sucked. He just, he, he kept doing drugs in the truck and I gave him a warning and I let him know like, this is a very, like, this is instant firing. I'm giving you one more chance because I really like you. And I I really think there's a, you have a lot of potential here. Uh, and then he, he stopped it for like two weeks and then sure enough, a couple weeks later, boom, he, he was doing it again. So I had to, I had to let him go. So like, there were a lot of little things like that, that I needed to basically learn how to manage, be better at, um, a lot of lessons learned. And then, um, and then I finally, I just got so burnt out, um, that I just stopped working for a while. And, um, 
And through all of these experiences, uh, I have I have really realized and, and gained a deeper appreciation and a deeper understanding of the the need to number one work more sustainably, work in a with, with a pace that I can actually keep. Um, you know, I, I could not. I would not be able to continue at the pace that I've been operating for the last three years. It has been breakneck. It has been, this is all consuming, um, you know, just nonstop constant grind, um, to get to where I am. And I, I don't regret getting, uh, doing it this way because I'm, I'm in a really, really strong spot because of it, but I can't really continue to sacrifice the way that I've been sacrificing, um, for my own mental health, my family's health, and mental health, my family's relationship uh, with me and, and each other, and, and all that, and so I'm, you know, I have to start taking a step back. I have to start doing things in a more sustainable um, way. And uh, what comes with that is the appreciation for what I'm actually trying to do. You know, I say I want to build a million dollar a year company. That's a big undertaking. That is a very large undertaking, right? It. it most business owners don't get that. Most business owners don't get to that point. Most pool guys don't. Um, it's very hard to do, uh, especially for a guy like me. I've never even done, I've never done it. I've never even gotten close, right? I still would say I'm not even close. And so that's a very long-term, uh, large, big, big goal. And the way that I've done goals and objectives and, you know, checkpoints or whatever you want to call it in this journey so far is I have, I've had very aggressive deadlines this whole time. For example, if you listen to the very first few podcast uh, episodes uh, for this podcast, I was talking about my 2022 year goals in the beginning of the year. It was 800,000. I mean, going from 270 something thousand a year to 800,000, I was saying I was at 300,000. I was rounding up, but really I was at like 270, I think 9,000, somewhere around there is what we ended the year at last year. So we didn't even hit 300K. Um, You know, I've been. I was on track to hitting 400, but we we just took a shit at the end of the year, and that's okay. Uh, so it's it's going to be more like 350, I think. I I, I ran the profit loss report uh, a couple days ago. I just I don't remember exactly what it said because I was I was trying to factor in uh, December as well. But um, you know, I I think we're going to be at around 350. If we're lucky, maybe 370. So we added 100,000 to the top line. That's great. I mean, I'm I'm happy about that. Um, uh, but it's definitely not 800,000. Right. And, and, but that's okay. Right. And this is, I'm not articulating this very well, but what I'm trying to get at is I don't think this upcoming year, I'm going to have a goal of where, you know, top line revenue or even a goal of profit reach by the end of the year. And it's partially because I, I want to, uh, only do things in a sustainable way from now on. I don't ever want to get as burnt out as I just was. Um, again, unless it's really worth it, but you know, I've also learned that I can't just say I'm going to make something 
I'm, I'm not, I'm going to make a top line revenue number and then I'm just going to do it. And then it just happens. Like that's not how it works. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of lessons that I need to learn that I don't know. And I won't know which ones I need to learn until, you know, they become apparent. You just don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and so instead of putting together this end of the year plan, this game plan for the new year, uh, like I did last year where I'm going to say, all right, we're going to hit these markers. We're going to do this, this, and this to get to these markers. Um, I, I think what I'd much rather do this year is, uh, you know, I th- I'm thinking about, okay, I need a million dollar year business. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. I don't know exactly how I will get there. Um, I have ideas on how I can possibly get there, but all of them are going to require years of work and, and, and likely years of, of lessons, right? I- I'm going to have to discover my weak points again, new weak points, um, for years, uh, and, and so instead of focusing on, I, I want to build this million dollar a year company, I, this upcoming year, I really want to focus on, I want to do the things that an owner of a million dollar a year company would do to build those, um, to build that million dollar a year company. Um, and I want to do those things every day, right? Every day that I work, I want to focus on those things and, and just become, the, the person that would, that would have, and that would be capable of building, um, that, if that makes sense. I, I, I think, I think I'm articulating it well enough. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying. So, um, instead of saying, I want to get to 800,000 this upcoming year, or even 500,000, which I do hope I get to 500,000 because I think at around half a million dollars a year in revenue, I think that's where things can kind of start to snowball until then. I still think I'm pushing these, this rock uphill. I still feel like I'm, I'm going up. It's an uphill climb. Versus, you know, I think at around half a million, we'll have enough resources, we'll have enough capital, we'll have enough of a team to really let this thing take off and really let me focus on even higher value um, items uh, and projects than I'm focusing on now. And uh, but but most importantly, I, I I'd really like to just be able to sustain a high level of leverage work. And and so. When I think about, and let me back up. So when I think about what what would it take to build a million dollar a year company? It would take someone who actively works on it um, as their day job, right? Every every working day that they work, they work on it. Um, and, but more importantly, what would I be doing? So number one, I would have a singular uh, product or service that I'd be focusing on because almost every business educator, guru, whatever you want to call it, influencer, uh, anybody who is in the sort of, uh, entrepreneur education space, they all kind of say the same thing. I, I haven't really heard anyone say have multiple, anyone who is credible, I should say. Um, I haven't really heard anybody who I deem as credible. And again, it's my opinion, but I've never heard anybody who's, who's actually credible say you should have you know, multiple businesses, almost every single person who has built a million dollar year company says the same thing, build, do one thing and do it really well and do it better than everyone else. And eventually you'll, you know, and and until you get to a million dollars a year selling that one thing, only focus on that one thing. So one thing, one unit, one service, uh, one customer avatar, and that is it. Right. And, um, so I'm going to be focusing on 
doing the one thing, weekly pool service. That is still my game plan. And we've done really well at building something. Um, in my opinion, I've done very well at building something that is very centric, uh, you know, is, is very uh, singular focused, very pool service centric. There, there isn't really other things that we do. Um, and I'm very, I'm very proud of what I have so far. And I, I want to continue on that until it hits that $1 million a year marker. And then I'll reevaluate. I have a feeling I'll probably end up just continuing if it, if it can continue to grow. There's really no point in trying to launch these new verticals if I can just continue on with what I've built so far and, and, and following that kind of singular focused, um, trail. Right. Uh, so I still want to focus on building this one thing. Um, the next uh, p- part of this, though, is that I also, um, you know, I, I think about okay, somebody who's built a million dollar a year company, they've they focused on one one product, one service, with one customer avatar. You know, that that's what they've been focusing on, and, and, and they got to a million dollar a year. The other thing is to focus on. Um, leveling up my leveraged, my lever, lever, can't talk, leveling up the leverage that I have, right? As I go. And what I mean by that is, and leverage is very simple inputs and outputs, right? So high leverage is low input, high output, low leverage is high input, low output. So I would say delivering the actual service is very low leverage. So if you're a single polar or if I'm out doing a route that is very low leverage, I have to go four and a half times a week for every single pool. I have to spend 15 to 25 minutes every single week cleaning these pools effort. So every, every month I'm putting in all this effort. I'm, I'm, I'm spending money on chemicals. I'm spending money on gas. I'm spending money on insurance. I'm spending money on employees. If I'm, if I'm having them do it or if I'm doing it myself, uh, and it's eating time. Right, uh, so it takes all of that, and all I get is roughly anywhere from 135 to 175 dollars a month, on average. Right, so that is low leverage. It's a couple thousand bucks, you know. It's a thousand, maybe a couple thousand bucks a year uh, per customer. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, so th- that's low leverage. High leverage would be. Um, Again, I, I'm going to go back to the green pool drain outs because that's what I want to get into. Uh, high leverage is I spend uh, four, you know, in the in the span of 72 hours, I'm spending maybe five hours um, at a pool. I drain it, I fill it, I clean it, I fill it. I potentially have a, an employee help me, um, and um, and then you know I, I fill it. I add, I spend money on the chems, but I net. Uh, probably anywhere from 550 to 700 dollars in profit in in five hours of work. That is much higher leverage than uh, you know. And 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 with the the sorry with the the service example, I'm probably netting anywhere from 30 to 50 dollars in profit. If I'm not really netting 50 dollars in profit, I'm probably netting more like 15 to 30 dollars in profit a month. Right. So 15 to 30 dollars of profit a month, working an entire hour versus uh, working five hours and in within within a 72 hour time window I'm making seven hundred dollars in profit right much higher leverage so but then it also filters in those things actually filter into the service uh, because hopefully a portion of the green pools that I take care of uh, will filter into um, our, our actual bread and butter what we're actually getting after uh, and and trying to get more of 
which is that weekly service. So they, that, then that becomes recurring revenue. So I make even more uh, profit. So let's just say 30 bucks a month times 12, 36 or 360 more dollars. So about a thousand dollars, um, in profit, uh, for very little work, right. Or very, it's hard work up front, but from a amount of time spent doing the actual tasks, low, low inputs, um, and it, and it filters into what we mainly do. So high leverage, that's high leverage, right? So that's leverage, just inputs and output. How much do you put in to how much do you get out? Um, and so the next thing I would, I would, I want to focus on on this upcoming year uh, for building my million dollar a year company that I will build eventually um, is to continuously level up my ability to work on higher and higher leverage uh, opportunities um, that still fit within my overall mission of building a million dollar a year, um, not my company's mission, but my current personal mission is to build a million dollar a year um, pool service company, right? And so as I as I go through this, up, or as I get closer to the end of this year and I'm, I'm looking at this upcoming year, I'm thinking to myself, okay, last year, what is we learned so many things, but I think one of the mistakes I made was I put, I put this time constraint on this number that I needed to reach without understanding, um, what it would actually take to get there. Um, I had an idea of what it would take, but I was wrong. It it took way more than that. And so, um, that's what I'm going to be focusing on, uh, this upcoming year. Um, it is to really focus more on the actual day-to-day, doing the actions that will get me eventually to the place that I want to be and and making that the goal. I want to become the person who owns a million-dollar-a-year company, not have a million-dollar-a-year company. I want to become the person who could create a million-dollar-a-year company over and over and over versus create a million-dollar-a-year opportunity or um, million-dollar-a-year company um, Becoming the person is far more important. Learning how to do this is far more important. Working on that every day that I work, working on that skill set is far more important than the actual getting of the thing. And again, everybody says it and it's super hokey and it's been said a thousand million times um, to, that the, the journey is so much more important than the, than the destination. Uh, I just, I really... I gained a new appreciation for that saying this year, having had my ass handed to me uh, in so many different situations, right? And so, so yeah, so moving forward, that's my game plan. My game plan is to become the person who, who can build a million dollar a year company. And the way that I see me doing that is to stay focused on the singular uh, uh, activity of the business. So, you know, single focus on single service, uh, pool service uh, and single customer avatar, uh, but work on the 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 leverage. Work on my levered opportunity or uh, my leverage activities. So, you know, one thing that I would like to work on this year is hopefully reduce my time doing the routes. Now, I will have to do routes periodically throughout this year because as I grow, I won't have money for another technician. So I'll have to do the routes as we grow to a certain point. So like from 200 pools to 250 pools, I'm going to be doing that 50, that, that set of 50 pools from 250 to, to 300. I'm going to be hiring somebody to sit with me in my truck to train them on how to maintain these pools. And then I'll be able to give over to 50 pools to hundred pools once we, we grow big enough where I can afford to hire and, and keep someone full time. Right. So that, you know, I will have to, uh, do, 
I will still have to clean pools. You know, I'm not, I'm currently, I'm not doing it because we can afford to not do it. But during the summer, I won't be able to afford to be, um, uh, uh, working like this. Now I, I have to be careful about taking on too many pools so that I can continue to focus on my higher leverage opportunities. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the main thing I wanted to talk about today. It's, it's that, you know, I think the biggest takeaway for me this year truly, um, is that it's it's really not about what goal I want to set in trying to hit these key markers by the end of the year, at, at least for where I am now in my journey. It is far more important. I mean, by orders of magnitude, more important to become simply just to become the kind of person that can own and run and build a million dollar a year company. And I, and I think the two core aspects of that is, I mean, you know, the showing up every day, the working hard every day, that's the easy part for me. I, I, I got burnt out recently, but that's like the first time I've taken a break in three years. So, you know, I, I'm, the work, the work ethic part is not a problem for me. Um, you know, the getting started part is not a problem for me. I just, I, I'm, you know, I know a lot of people will struggle with, uh, you know, how do I take my first steps or, you know, I, I, they, they struggle with the discipline aspect. That's just, it's just not a problem for me. And I, I don't really know how to help people who have that. It's, it's just a decision you need to make. Um, I, I feel for, for people, um, with that problem, you know, I just remember very clearly when I was around, I don't know, let's say 23 or so, I just decided that I, I wanted to live a life where I don't, I don't say I'm going to do things and then don't do them. I wanted to be a doer, not a, not a talker. And, um, there was an active decision. There was an active moment where I realized, you know, to do that, you just have to do it. I mean, there's really there, you know what you need to do. Everyone kind of, if you struggle with this, you, I'm sure deep down, you know what you need to do. It's just whether or not are you going to do it. And, and, you know, we can get into that at more length. I'm not trying to, but you know, you have to like think, okay, well, if you're not doing it is because you actually really want to do it. Um, you know, because if you really wanted to do it, you would prioritize it. Right. And, but are you doing nothing right? Or are you not willing to sacrifice certain things? Are you not willing to sacrifice video games at the end of the night or something, you know, whatever. Um, you know, but I don't struggle with that. I, I, for me, it's, it's very simple. You know what to do, just do it. Right. And, and so discipline isn't the, isn't the problem. It's much more of the the, the skills, I need to acquire the skills. So I need to stay laser focused and not pivot, um, not pivot into Bitcoin mining, for example. I mean, I'm, I am doing that as a hobby on the side, but, um, probably not the greatest idea. Okay. Sorry about that. I had a phone call come in. I lost my train of thought a little bit there. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, the point I'm getting at though is, oh boy. Some crazy drivers. Uh, the point I'm getting at is the skills I need to acquire, the actions I need to take on a daily basis, um, and, and and the person I need to become, the journey I need to go on to become the person I need to become, and focusing on the activities that will get me to that point are more important are much more important than getting to any certain point, right? It's it's much more important to focus on the activities that get me there than it is to focus on getting there, right? And that's um, something that it it really took a pretty brutal year like this year for it to really 
drive its way home because I'll be miserable. If I'm just constantly sitting here thinking I need to build a million dollar business by this year and then it doesn't happen. I need to build a million dollar business by this year and then it doesn't happen. Or even if it happens, then what? Then I need to build a $2 million business by this year. And then if it doesn't happen, I'm miserable, right? So it's a surefire way to not enjoy your journey and not enjoy your day to day, uh, to put these arbitrary, meaningless goal points in your, in your way where you feel like you, if you haven't accomplished certain things by certain points, you know, you're not doing well. And I didn't think it meant, made that much of a difference to me if I didn't hit the, my goal points and it, it doesn't necessarily, but it does, but I do very much so uh, find the actual goals themselves to be sort of obsolete. It's not, well, not obsolete. You know what they are? It is the whatever magnetic force that, uh, the magnetic field that makes compasses point to north. It, it is, it is the north, you know, it is your north star. If I want to go to this point, I'm, I need to be working towards that direction, right? So, but that's it. It's just a direction. It's a direction that you can go. The actual taking of the steps is what matters. You'll never get there if you don't take steps. Um, you won't get there if you try to get, you know, if it's a, if it's a thousand mile journey by foot, you won't get there if you try to, if you try to get there in a day, right? Or you won't get there if you try to get there in however, you know, whatever, if you, if you burn yourself out, you hurt your, your body trying to get there, overdo it, right? So I'm trying to get there by focusing on taking the steps that it's going to take to get there, becoming the person who can walk that thousand miles, who can get there. And the person who gets there likely is the person who just takes one step and puts it in front of the other, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, right? Um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of my big takeaway this year. Uh, if I were to sum up everything, there was a lot of little lessons that I've learned um, that are more practical, uh, that are more applicable to running my business for sure. And I'll probably do a recap uh, episode where I talk about uh, as many of these lessons that I've learned as I can. Um, I, I've kind of highlighted the bigger ones, but there's, you know, I probably learn, I, I learn new things every day that I, that I'm out here. Um, but I, I think the biggest lesson that I've, I'm taking away this year is that it is it, just, it is, is the fact that it's more, so much more important, so much more valuable to become a person who can accomplish the things that I want to accomplish versus focusing on accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish. I'm focusing on becoming the person who can do that. Um, so that's all I have for you guys today. Um, this was a really hard lesson. This is very difficult to get to this point. I hope you gain, gain some value. I hope there's a way that um, you can kind of take this lesson and, and apply it to yourself if, you, if, you, if this is not something you've, you've thought about before. Um, because it's, I, I'm pretty confident that this is going to be one of the most valuable. Uh, for me personally, this is for sure one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned in my entire life. And, um, you know, time will tell if I'm right, but it's, I think, I think, you know, and most people know when they, when they kind of find something, they touch on something and it's, it's, you know, in your gut when they're, when it's really, when there's something like this, that's super important to understand and, and really internalize and, and, and you, you just know. You, you know when it's something that's really, really important. And this, this is one of those, those times in life where it's so crystal clear how 
how substantial this is to really internalize and understand. So thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've gained value out of this, I would love it if you would share with somebody else you might think would gain value from this podcast. Um, I appreciate everybody who listens to this. I still can't believe anybody does. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.